Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, where we discuss all the headlines and the big stories from the world's most exciting league. I'm Robbie Earl. I've got my old mate Robbie Musto with me on board, and he's raring to go. So we're going to kick off the show at Anfield, where fourth-place Arsenal visited fifth-place Liverpool, and it was a fascinating encounter, not least because Arsene Wenger left out his best player, the league's joint top scorer, Alexis Sanchez. He kind of said he wants to go a bit more direct. This was the outcome. Bellana finds Mane, the low cross comes in, and the back post, Firmino, surely, Romney! And then inside it goes to Wijnaldum, he helps it on his way to Firmino, here's Mane, 2-0! Oh, he's devastated from Liverpool! Divock Origi, Wijnaldum forward, Wijnaldum! Lallana here is absolutely fantastic! It continues, Robbie Earl. It continues <laughs> the the disappointment, the frustration of the fans. I'm sure I'm watching this game, and the uh, incredibly stunning decision to leave out arguably the best player in the league, the joint top scorer of the Premier League, Arsenal's mm. best player by a mile, with mm. no reason really. There's a Champions League against Bayern Munich, which is which is done and dusted. Um, so that was a stunning decision. But in terms of the game, Rob, just as a bigger picture, Arsenal versus Liverpool, with the situation mm. they're in, and what yeah. they're trying to achieve this season with a top four challenge, of course, it didn't feel that way. The game didn't feel like a big, competitive, uh, tight game of football not between two really good not sides. Being harsh, it was not, not being harsh like on it. Liverpool? Not being harsh on Liverpool? I thought they started the game really well yeah. on the front foot, because having of been Arsenal. poor against Leicester. Yeah, because of Arsenal, Rob. Of course, yeah, Liverpool absolutely did everything right. But, mm. but you'd expect the game to be more competitive. And yes, you're right. It is. It, I am targeting this at Arsenal and mm. their lack of fight, lack of kind of feeling that this is a big game. I've said that before, Rob, this use the word empty. They just look mm. empty. Um, and, Rob, and, let, let me take you back to a, let me take, take you back to a dressing room, Rob. You're going to Anfield. You've got Ravinelli, Fabrizio Ravinelli in your team, outstanding striker, can score your goals and win your games. And your manager at the time, might have been Brian Robson, says, Fabrizio, you're on the bench today. Right, come out, lads, come on, we want to win the game. What effect does that have on the group? Because I know if, if that's me and, and my best player in the team mm. isn't playing, 
I'm thinking, hold on a minute. Well, what's going on here? Well, do we really want to win the game? Is there something personal going on? Do you not think that might have affected the, the group as well? Of course, it, of course it would have done. Of course it would have done. When, you're not, you, when your team confidence is a little bit low mm. and your best player is left on the bench, I can only think in terms of, of why this happened, that they had some sign of bust-up, whether it's in negotiations about the contract, whether it's a, an argument on the training ground. I'm, of course, I'm well, speculating, uh, but I can't yeah. explain why you would leave him out. And what if it well, is uh, something personal, Rob? He's, mm. he's let a, a personal problem become a team problem because leaving this guy out is never going to be the right solution. But, but what if it, Rob, let's just, let's just go deeper in that. What if it is that he hasn't signed his contract yet and, and Alexis has his right to, to wait, as, as every player does it in the past? You're still playing, Rob. If this is... I, I look at, at Antonio Conte with Diego Costa. He had a big issue around once him trying to come off the pitch. Conte said to stay on against Leicester. He stayed on. The China thing came up. He, he managed it. He stayed on the football pitch and, and he got the best out of him, Rob. Sometimes a manager's got to do what, what's best for, for the team yes. and the club. And you can fall out. You can have disagreements. You cannot like that he, that he hasn't signed a contract. But Alexi Sanchez showed you in 45 minutes today that put him on a football pitch and he will give it his all. He's not going to sulk. He's not one of them who's going to mope around. He's going to give his all and his all is, is part of what Arsenal needs. So I get that there might have been a full out. I guess there might be something behind the scenes. But I still don't accept think that he's acceptable. And I'll tell you the other thing, Rob, the reason why Arsene Wenger can do it is because he's not accountable to anybody. He's so big at that football club that no director, no chief exec, no number two, nobody in the football club will even question why he did it. They'll all say Arsene did it and it was the right result. He said right. afterwards, he said afterwards, Rob, that, that you know, what, and asked many, many times by all the, um, the journalists about why mm. he left him out, and he basically said, well, we, we felt we wanted to be more direct, and maybe a little bit more physical up front. They're, they're, yeah. Whatever, there's, there's just not a reason. Yeah. There's never a reason to leave out Alexis Sanchez from this team. He works harder than everybody else. He's a grafter. He's a goal threat. He defends if he has to in a wider position. There's no reason. It has to be a lie. It has to be that something's gone on. And you said in the second half, he comes into the game, he creates the goal that they scored um, to, to have somewhat of a, of a chance against Liverpool. Um, but yeah, a stunning decision that, that is another big, big um, downgrading mark for him, his ability to continue to, to run this club. And let's just have a look at, uh, just go back on the first 45 minutes, Rob, where mm. Arsenal were passive, mm. poor, looked weak. The, the two oldie midfield players, Shaq and Coughlin, got ran all over. Koscielny and, and Mustafi were having a job dealing with, with the front three and the movement of Liverpool. So it, it wasn't the, just Alexis. But I'm also thinking, let's fast forward 15 months when the Arsenal team might have not have Mesut Ozil, who didn't travel because he's ill, might not have Alexis Sanchez because he isn't there and he hasn't signed a contract. That doesn't look very great to me, that, that team. You know, it looked quite an ordinary group of players without two of its better players out there today. Yeah, listen, we've said it before. I mean, it's, it's so obvious now that the, the, the team needs a new direction, a new voice, yeah. a new sense of motivation. Um, and I think that the more... It's almost now that every week's going by and there's another reason to believe that. I mean, just going back on that, Robert, in terms of him, and you said earlier that it's kind of he decides what he does and when he comes yeah. and when he goes and his contracts when he signs it, etc. I, st I still... I mean, Stan Kroenke, the owner of the football club, majority shareholder at this club for, for a number of years now, and we know that he's satisfied with this, but 
when, when does he start to get the fans of that football club to start protesting his abilities as an owner? Because we see that this happens in other clubs that they're unhappy with the owner, ownership mm. of the football club. He has a duty to those 60,000 people that turn up and pay money into his club every week that he does the right thing. And the right thing has to be to consider the manager's position. Now, whether it's him, Gazidis, or the board of directors, the onus is on them. They're the owners. They're the top guys that can make a difference. Forget well, what Arsene well, Wenger wants to do. You've got Correct. to be proactive and say, you know what, Arsene, I totally respect and like what you've done for this football club over a number of years. We want to move in a new direction. I, as owner, and we as a board, want to make a change. That's what to- they have to do. Totally hear what you're saying, Robin, and totally agree with what you're saying, but I think you might be getting it slightly wrong. Yeah, what if shouldn't Stan be Cron- hold, on, hold on, but what if Stan Kroenke is an owner that likes to be in Champions League and get the money, is getting 60,000 fans every week to up who pay one of the highest price tickets for, for season tickets and tickets to a game in the league. Yep. He's getting his maybe his little return on his dividend every year. Yep. He has, doesn't have to invest too much. He's got a manager who doesn't spend too much money. He's got a lovely status quo. Why does he really want to upset that? Yeah, I, I understand it. And do you know why? Because if the fans stop coming to the games and if they That's protest, the only thing, every, it's happen. the only thing, the only way that they can make it ha- happen is to say, listen, Stan, I know you like everything that, that what the team and Wenger does for you. We don't. I'm not going to turn up. The fans aren't going to be there. They are going to be protesting. It could get ugly. Signs, etc., etc. You have to cause a bit of a stink. Mm. And I can't believe I'm saying it because it's not what you want to see at your football club. But in this particular situation, you've just outlined many reasons why Stan Kroenke is happy with his manager the fans aren't well I'm assuming that they're not I mean I have to assume that the majority now are against him and it might be the only thing to protest to stay away vote with your feet to get something done unless listen unless the fans you know are happy with everything and they're okay to continue this we we know they aren't Arsenal TV will be on fire tonight won't it that's the online TV show where the fans have a say just wanted to bring it back to to football before before we, we take a break Robin just in terms of I was looking at the game today, doing my little bit of work and research, and I'm thinking Arsenal v Liverpool, you know, Arsenal fourth, Liverpool fifth. Both of these were days in the past. We've seen them both sort of vying for titles right up there, one and two and, and, and that. And I'm thinking they, they fell away. Who's closer to getting back to, to title-winning stuff, being second in a table and really getting there? Is it, can Liverpool underclock with the right kind of additions, or is it Arsenal maybe with a new manager? Who, who's closer to getting back to, to winning titles? That's a great question. Um, I, 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 would, I would say that it's Arsenal with a different manager because this is going purely on the squad of players at the moment and I think Jurgen Klopp with the squad that he's got there at Liverpool which isn't deep it isn't that super talented throughout defensively and goalkeeper we know that so the Arsenal squad is, a, is, is better it's a better squad there's, there's a fantastic amount of attacking talent there a different manager with a different sense of motivation a new drive could absolutely put Arsenal right at the top challenging to win the title I just think Liverpool they've got the right guy absolutely got the right guy and the pressure will, will ease on him a little bit um, uh, he needs new players but, but to answer your question mm. Arsenal with change of manager the squad that mm. they've got yeah. can, can, can do well yeah I totally agree with you mate but on a day when Anfield the spoils went to the Reds in the, in the big game well, it was disastrous for Arsenal they drop out of the top four when we come back we'll take a look at the bigger picture for both teams concentrating a little bit more on Liverpool I said today before the game Rob it's a game that ultimately might get one of these guys a sack if they don't make the top four Maybe I was going over the top. Maybe not. We'll discuss that when we come back. This is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a moment. All right. Everyone present and accounted for. Let's get back to it. This is NBC Sports Radio. 
Okay, welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Before the break, I said that consequences of a loss for Liverpool or Arsenal in the big match today could cost them a Champions League slot and ultimately cost one of their managers their job. And I know Robbie must have revved up with that statement, so must he go. Fire <laughs> yeah. away. I mean, yeah. Arsene Wenger obviously finishes up top side the top yeah. four, but you're thinking Jurgen Klopp, if he finished fifth or... Six, he'd be okay? No, I I, I wouldn't be okay with it, and the Liverpool fans wouldn't be okay with it, but I'm surprised you're saying that his job could be on the line. I'm taking a line line from public opinion after after the Liverpool defeat at Leicester. People looking at the records of Brendan Rodgers and Jurgen Klopp and saying, how much better are we? With the money that he spent, shouldn't this guy be getting us in the top four? And Jurgen Klopp after the game saying, everybody's job's on the line, including his. You know, success is Champions League. So, listen, I'm not saying he, he should lose his job. I'm saying he will lose his job. But there are people out there who feel that this Liverpool team should finish in the top four. Well, they can go ahead and think that. And, and they can, you know, happy to say goodbye to their manager that I think is the number two pick for the Barcelona fans of the next manager of that football club in the summer when Enrique walks away. So, awesome. I Wenger's number that. one, though. So, that makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> I wouldn't be having that. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's doing an excellent yeah. job. Me and too, I know Liverpool fans... Yeah, I know Liverpool fans want, want him up there, and I, I get that, of course. And he has spent some money. Sadio Mane was an expensive player. Um, but compared to some of the other clubs that have spent to build a squad to be able to stay in that top four uh, places in the league, Liverpool have not spent the same. They did nothing in it, January. I think he's been faithful and very trusting of the players that he's got. And now there's a sense, and I think he's admitted it in a kind of interview the last few days, is that mm-hmm. he needs new players. This squad isn't good enough to be a guaranteed top four and then go on and challenge for the title. I think what he brings, Rob, and I think you've seen it, we saw it today, we've seen it in mm-hmm. other big matches, he brings a motivational factor that lifts this, and I don't want to say average group of players, but... I, in terms of where they want to be for the for the for the title and for the to, to be challenging in one or two, I don't think the squad squad's good enough. But he brings up the quality in big mm. games. I I look at it that way, Rob, more than you know inconsistent players and the managers not doing stuff. I think he's doing really well to get the better results, and it goes a little bit back to the norm. Well, not norm, but they struggle against some of the sides that maybe they don't get so up for. Okay, you make a a good point there, but why are they not up for the big sides? And if he's a guy that gets them up for the big games, why is he not getting them up for those little games? Is is he not taking them seriously enough? Is he not understanding this league well enough? I think it's... Listen, when we played, Mm. we we knew if it was a, a, a big cup game... Or a big, you know, you, you yeah. know yeah, that there's a there's, a, there's yeah. an extra something on it, mm. and I I just think whatever your manager, I mean, he doesn't have to say anything for a cup semi final or for quarter final or for a relegation, uh, a, a, a massive match towards you know two weeks at the end of the season. The other ones, it is different, and I've crossed the line, and I don't feel quite as up for it, and my team don't, and we struggle a little bit. My point is that when those get days come for Chelsea uh, and for the and for maybe Man City, they've got enough talent that you know what somebody does something, uh, as our dribbles the length of the pitch or something, or Costa nicks it off a defender and smashes it in the top corner. They've got players that can win games on on a not such a, an up day, and Liverpool obviously with what we've seen over recent weeks, they win you know the big games. They lose the next one. It's kind of a roller coaster. Uh, that's what I think they lack, just a little bit more quality. If you were putting the, the squads, quality and depth of squad, so, so those are the two things to take in consideration. At the top six, where do Liverpool stand? Because for me, Rob, I'd have to say they, they stand sixth. I think in terms of depth and quality, Liverpool are the sixth 
uh, strongest team. And I think, as you said, it's Jurgen Klopp's ability to drive these players, get them well organised in mm. the system, that gets them nearer to the top four. No, I agree. I agree. You know, you, when you look at the table and, and even Spurs. I mean, Spurs have, mm, have added some depth. players and they've got some depth. They can cover Elderell being out or Jan Vertonghen being out. They've got full-back depth. So, yeah, I think that's right. So, so that's, that's what I'm saying. The, the expectation shouldn't be that Liverpool are going to be pushing at the very top because the squad isn't there yet. But, but OK, let's talk about the, the squad isn't quite ready. And, and, Rob, you've got one position. There's four units to a team, as I say. So your goalkeeper's one unit. Your back four's your second your midfield's your third and your attack at your front line. So you've got your four units. You've got one star player to bring into that team. What unit are you addressing? Where, where do they most need a player to change the outlook of this team? I think I think centre back. I think centre back. Mm. I'm not a, a lover, a, a, a Lovren lover. <laughs> I, I think Matip's done very, very well. Clavan's been in and out a little bit. Lucas, of course, isn't the answer. But it's not just one, Rob. That's that's kind of a, you know, a, not an unfair question. But it's more than that. I mean, you can. You, what did you you What did you think? You think midfield player? I, I, I would say a, def, a good defensive midfield field player could change the outlook of, of Liverpool. And I'm talking about ability. I'm talking about personality. I'm talking about nastiness. I'm talking about mm. character, mm. passing. I just yeah. think. One of those in there would make a would make a huge difference to this group. I I, I agree, Robin. Do you know what as well? When when you consider the, who you'd be releasing, you would be releasing Chan and of course yeah. Jordan Henderson to play that little role where it's a little bit box mm. to box, and you could have a, a playmaking deep lying yeah. guy like yeah. a Xabi Alonso, yeah. of course, mm. that was there before, because you've got tremendous legs either side to do the box to box stuff. I think about Correct. Juventus and Pirlo with Marquisio and Vidal. Mm. You know, you could get away with that. I think I think you're right. It just it's just trying to find that guy that's defensively good that is that much of a really good playmaker they're hard to find my point is maybe he hasn't got to be that kind of aggressive and a Roy Keane type of figure mm, somebody that yeah. can really get on the ball and to ping it around and play those balls in behind because of the other players around the team would be much better so I, I agree that position's key to them of course I've got to get a left back I mean Mourinho yeah. is yeah. not is not improved he's no, not Milner. uh, Milner's of course isn't, isn't his position so they need a left back I wonder if Luke Shaw playing for United was trying to fend off a little bit of um, competition <laughs> yeah. for him but no I, I think they need a let few me, players let, let me tell you I saw today by the way it straight away came to me and I thought you know what you'd have done a good job for Liverpool Martin Olsen who went to, to uh, Swansea from, from Norwich I'm telling you Good little player, defender, get forward and can attack. Well, maybe that's for another day. Just, just sort of closing on Liverpool, Rob. And, and you're saying that at this time, you know, it, it's too early to be calling for Jurgen Klopp and he's yeah, got to yeah. give him time. How long are we talking before it's Jurgen Klopp's team? How many more transfer windows? When, why, when, why, do is, to, when, why do we have to do that, Rob? Be, why do be, we have be, to do that? Because in football, Rob, everybody's no. given a certain amount of time. Gone are the days where you have four or five years to build this empire. There'll be a certain period of time where Jurgen Klopp will be under pressure, having spent enough money. Be given having the been, time. been And I'm saying given the time, but are we talking two years from now? We're saying, OK, Liverpool should be in shape. There's got to be some kind of determination of, of what we're trying to achieve and when we're trying to achieve it. Do, do you think, Rob, when, a, when a, a club has a manager that, that's obviously he's got great experience, he's a great fit, and to be fair, mm. they give him a long contract, let him have that time. You said it in the build-up, like yeah. four or five years to build yeah. an empire. Give it him. Give okay. it him, unless there's uh, an obvious... Di- uh, uh, and, and what's an obvious dip? Not get, not, I mean, what, what does he have to do each year? Is it progression? Is it Champions yeah, just, League? Just, there has to be some progression. steps. 
But even if well, it's slow progression, Rob, and mm. why, why, why are we always thinking about how long's he got before well, the pressure well, starts? I, I understand, but because we're a world of instant, of instant results. We're in a different world now. That, that you know, Joseph, that um, Arsene Wenger and, and Sir Alex Ferguson wouldn't have had that time, Robbie. It's, it's a different era. People see people like Conte going into football clubs and changing them, like Paul Clement and, and Marco Silva changing things. So people uh, say, you know, why didn't, why can't somebody come in and change my club? This is Liverpool. We used to go for titles. We used to set the the benchmark across European football. They've waited a long time, Rob. They've got to be a little bit more patient because it will come, I think, with this guy. Maybe another couple of windows um, and then we'll know a little bit more. But I expect it to go in the right direction. OK, mate, next we turn our attention to Manchester United. who won a great run of form in the Cup and the league, but a 1-1 draw with Bournemouth is certainly two points dropped. We'll look at that game. These goals, these cards, these stampings, these elbows. We'll digest all the action from Old Trafford next. I'm Earl, he's Musto. Together with the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, talking all things Premier League. Hey everybody, I'm Carol Amano with Parker Quiggerman from NASCAR on NBC. We've got a brand new NASCAR podcast. It's called Monday Morning Donuts. Parker, what's it about? Literally everything NASCAR. But no, more importantly, we're <laughs> going to talk about the last weekend, the news of the weekend. We're going to get into some of the things I saw as a driver that you may not have seen. And of course, we're going to take fans' questions so we can answer some of those crazy burning ideas inside their minds. Everything is on the table. Not everything, but most well, things. most things. Yeah. All right. Don't miss a single episode Monday Morning Donuts. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you set your podcasts for automatic downloads for your Monday morning commute. Grab your coffee. We'll see you there. Well done. Well done. You survived the break. Back to the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. So having bagged their first trophy under Jose Mourinho, all thoughts, all thoughts turned to three points at Old Trafford today for Manchester United against Bournemouth. But it didn't quite go to plan, Robbie Musto. I mean, everything but the goals for Manchester United, and that's another two points drop. That's ten draws so far this season for United. That's going to that's hamper them, Rob, getting to that top four. Yeah, it is. It's hammered them to this point. That's why they're not in the top four right now. And that, I think, and the performance today, I know there was a certain amount of changes, but I think it's kind of symptomatic of, of where they've struggled at home. And they lack craft. They lack craft, particularly in wider areas. I know that Valencia from right back will get forward at times. I know I was very happy to see Luke Shaw on the side. And Martial's a different sort of player from wide areas. They're lacking a little bit of creativity, a little bit of quality. We know that they can rely on some star players to do special things, and they've done that before, but you can't do that all the time. Um, well, particular- when, when you say craft, yeah. Robert, I just, I just want to sort of go mm. back on that. So Juan Mata is, is, a, is a lovely technician of the ball, Anthony Martial, we saw in spells last season, and a couple of times this year, he can, he can glide past people. Yep. You know, Wayne Rooney is a, is a very clever footballer. Zlatan is, is, is Zlatan. He's, he's unique at what he does. So, when you say craft, what, what are you saying? The ability to go past a, a player, that they, they lose a bit of speed, a bit of movement? Is it, is it part of how the manager has them playing? Yeah. I, 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 
craft slash intelligence uh, mm. combination play, which is which is mm. bred on the training ground, which, are, mm. which is a manager's philosophy that's that's So the kind of thing you see with Liverpool's front three that you don't yeah. necessarily see with Manchester. Yeah, United. you see with Manchester City the movement mm. and the and the philosophy from the manager, and he's got his set kind of structures and how he's done things the whole of his career. My argument against Mourinho at United, one of those the, the three parts of why I, I didn't think he was the right guy, is that attacking philosophy. Now, to be fair to him, he's let the players play. He's played attacking players, and they have license to, to possess the ball and to go and attack teams. But the the intelligence, the the specific details of little combinations and ways to get around opponents, I don't think is his forte. His forte has been mm. defensively strong, brilliant on the counter-attacking, taking advantage of, of uh, your opponent's mistakes and winning games that way. This is different for him. And I don't think it's, it's what he's great at. It's my opinion that what you see in Old Trafford against certain teams, another example today, is that a team that, yes, they're, they're crafty players and they're smart players, but there isn't like a chemistry that's been built upon the training ground by the manager to find ways to win against... I mean, it wasn't even a dogged Bournemouth side. 4-4-2, four, four, mm. two, two strikers, open and expansive, and United in the second half, when Bournemouth had to be more defensive, mm. still couldn't find a way through. That's my thought on Mourinho and the attacking mm. play. Another example today. Do you, do you disagree? Do you think... I mean, what do you think's lacking? Oh... I think it's a slightly harsh for Mourinho. I think when you buy Zlatan, when maybe Martial, somebody you start to build in, in his base and his training and his rhythms of one-twos combinations, one matters with experienced player played. I mean, you're buying guys who kind of should know what, Why aren't they what doing it's it about. In that Why aren't they third. doing it? Why aren't they doing Be- it at home? Because I think at times they're slow with their build-up. It comes a little bit predictable. Coach them, coach them quicker it's, it's in training. I'm, I'm not saying you, you don't coach them, but if it doesn't happen, if I'm coaching them and it doesn't happen on, on match days, then yeah. what what do I do? You know, you're hoping for Vlatan to create a little bit of magic. Wayne Rooney to find a pass, one matter to, to dribble inside and play somebody in. Those things don't happen, and, and this has been the problem of you know it's ten draws now for Manchester United. I mean, I looked at Chelsea three draws, Manchester City four draws. That's why they're sitting higher in the table than United aren't. And, you put a tweet out there today, which I thought was really interesting. You said, why have Manchester United drawn so many games this year? Is it bad luck or is it deeper issues? And we had a whole range of, of responses on Twitter. I'm going to read you two, two or three out here. Joshua Tracy, uh, Joshua Tracy, TT Tracy said, if Zlatan has an off day, United have an off day. So we're talking really about the reliance on Zlatan. Nathan Knuch read out, he said, a little bit of both. I've come up against some extraordinary goalkeeper performances, but also incredibly wasteful. And there was a really interesting one from Chris Henn, who said, $100 million for a guy who kicks the ball over 10 feet over the net hasn't helped. Pointing the finger at Paul Pogba. Yeah, we had a lot of them. And uh, this this guy called Mild Trainwreck, which is an interesting Twitter handle. Uh, Mourinho may need major reinforcements too. Won't sit star players to get them to perform. Pogba was invisible today, aside from one or two passes. So, of course, there's going to be reaction and emotion when a, a team like United... Um, but when you pay £116 million, Rob, for, for a play, and you talk about coaching, and I get it still, you know, he's, tw- he's a young player, but... I expect I'm expecting a little bit more. I'm expecting him to be a bit of a difference maker at that. Some of obviously some of the the fans who've tweeted in have done the same. Mm. It's been a bit disappointing, in all honesty. So to, you know, from the, to, at this point. Yeah, I think when you look at him play, and we've been on this show every week and with our podcast midweek as well at times, we, we sometimes say, wow, that, that's what Pogba can bring you, the power, the strength, a little bit of technique, uh, the assisting balls, the clever little dinks he makes over the top of defenders at times. Um, but then again, the next game will be, you know, 
does nothing in the match. Consistency, he's 23. I mean, he's still young, yeah. Yeah. but you expect a, a better performance uh, regularly from this guy. He just looks, seems a bit of an individual player, Rob, to me. Not really a team guy. You know, he thinks individually. We see that with some of the stuff he does off the field. I just think he's a bit of an individual player. Yeah, it's one of those. Somebody who is a big individual up front, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, had a, a really interesting day today, Rob, to say the least. He, he got stamped on, he elbowed somebody, could well have got uh, sent off. Mm. He missed a penalty kick, not quite at, at, at his game today. And there is talk about if he is retrospectively banned, he'll miss three games, which will be the FA Cup game against Chelsea, which will be huge, and then games against West Brom and Middlesbrough in the league. <laughs> Disappointing day for Zlatan. I thought he lost control a little bit today, Rob. He did lose control, and, we, and we've seen this about him. And, and of all the things he's got in his armoury, he, he thinks he's a tough guy too, and he is a tough guy. We know his <laughs> martial arts kind of background, but, mm. but he does get, he will get into a fight with somebody. And if somebody lays one on him, he knew what was happened today. He knew that Tyron Mings uh, uh, was the guy that, that, that stamped on his head, and he was looking for retribution. It was the biggest flying elbow we've seen it in many times when we were playing, etc. It, mm. it was a bad one. He will get. I mean, if, if he doesn't get. Uh, a ban for that I'll be astonished so um, yeah he dominates Rob he dominates he dominates a game he's going to try and dominate this football club he's dominated other clubs you know and we can talk about the bad parts from today but there's mm. plenty of good parts let me just throw a quick question at you does he take away from some of the other attacking players at this football club? Is it all about him? Do they feel that they've got to get him the ball at all times? Is, this inter it, it, is it interfering with the chemistry that I talked about about two minutes ago? Is, does he dominate no, too I don't, much? No, I don't think so, no, because I think when he's on his game, he's important. I've heard reports of how good he is around the dressing room with the younger players. So, no, I think we, we might be looking a bit hard. This is his personality, and he's at Manchester United. He's a big club, and, and, and that's important. But, listen, I just think while the time is out, Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial might get a roll down the middle which is important which is going to have to happen yeah. after that and, and listen Zlatan will play in the two Europa League games they've got two games against Rostov coming up home and away certainly the away game uh, next week is going to be difficult so he maybe focuses on that listen mate we're going to have to uh, take a short break okay. having looked at the top of the league when we get back we'll have a look at some of the interesting and important matchups at the basement where every point counts for survival this is the Premier League with the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio we'll be back in a tick Welcome back. You're listening to Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. So, who's staying up? Who's going down? There's some key games at the bottom of the table today. And this is how the results went. Leicester City 3, Hull City 1. West Bromwich Albion 0, Crystal Palace 2. Swansea 3, Burnley 2. And Sexy Stoke 2, Middlesbrough, Robbie Musto, 0. And heading in a southwards mm. direction quickly. Mm. Very concerning. Not, not going to lie to you. Not going to sugarcoat anything about this club, my former club that I spent so long at. They're struggling. They look like they're going down. A poor transfer window. They continue with the same problems of goal scoring. It was always the same. Um, from early on in this season, and there hasn't been enough to address the lack of goals. And when they start conceding goals now, like they did today at Stoke, then it's going to be curtains for them. Uh, you know, quickly, Rob, looking at a bigger picture, Steve Gibson, the owner of this football club, is going to have to make a tough decision over these next couple of weeks. Is he going to stick with Ito Karenka, who did a really good job at this club for a couple of years to get them back into the Premier League, which they want to be? Do they stick with him, a la Sean Dyche, to come back again? Or do they go for somebody different, somebody to give them a boost? Because a lot of teams down the bottom, Robbie Hill, have brought mm. in new managers that have all done a good yeah. job. 
I've got to ask you two big questions, Robbie Musto. So, you're struggling for goals. You scored 90 in the league, the lowest of any team, Middlesbrough. You mm. go away to Stoke. He puts his top goal scorer, Alvaro Negredo, on the bench. Starts with Rudy Justed and then talks this week about needing to get more from Justed and Patrick Bamford, who I don't know where he is. He's not even in, in the squad again today. I mean, mm. those are the kind of things, Rob, where I think as an owner, I'm looking and thinking, hmm... Is it maybe time for somebody else to have a look at this group and see if they can do it a little bit differently? Yeah, he, he absolutely should be thinking that. Um, and a lot. Well, how would you, how would you drop Negredo, Rob? He's the one guy I, I think yeah, every time I see Mosbury, it looks like if you give him half a chance, he might stick it away. Yeah, I mean that that's a strange one, and he, he won't he won't go away from the system of play at the moment. Four three three. Mm. You know, I'm sure the fans wouldn't mind seeing just Ed and Negredo at a certain point. Yeah. Patrick Bamford. I mean. You know, that, that signing is a mystifying signing. He's not been involved so far. But what he's got to do, Robbie Earl, he's got to change something. So he's got to change. Yeah. And I've talked about him turning the dial. Now it's time for really turning the dial, for a real change. Because when you've got an ex-player like Nigel Pearson that, that performed a great escape two seasons ago at Leicester City, that's, that's, I'm sure he's waiting for a job, very popular around Middlesbrough. That would be somebody, if I was Steve Gibson, that would be going through my mind. Is it worth giving Big Nigel the job? Can he give us that, that boost? If we go down, he's done it before in terms of getting promotion. That, if, in my opinion, would be tempting for me to, to think about that seriously. You hear it here first, Nigel Pearson going to Middlesbrough. Robbie Musto is his agent. Robbie Musto, talking of other clubs <laughs> that Nigel Pearson was in charge, Leicester City seem yeah. to have found their form since Claudio Ranieri got sacked back-to-back mm. wins good win we had Mares getting the goal it just yeah. looks like a happy camp again yeah I, I, I looked at this one closely Rob because all the games going on at the same time and, and I looked at this one and yeah it wasn't quite as stunning as the last match against Liverpool but still different Leicester front foot Leicester great attitude Leicester Riyad Mares. You know, that's more like it. We know he can do that sort of thing. So it's was, it was very positive again. Amazing turnaround. Craig Shakespeare must mm. get the job, at least to the end of the season. Yeah. Announce it tomorrow morning or, or, or whatever it is, Monday morning. Announce it because obviously the players are playing for him. Why would you, why would you tinker with it right now? Um, longer term, again, if they continue to be this strong to the end of the season, give him the job full time. He's, he's experienced. Mm. He's been around the good times uh, at Leicester City. I'd give him the job. They've got 10 days, Rob, till a really important Champions League game. They're 2-1 down mm. against Sevilla. 1-0 win at home would see him through to mm. the quarterfinals. Doable. Doable Absolutely the way they're doable. playing. Absolutely doable. And, you know, we... Um, you know, we argued, me and Carl Martino had a, had, a, had a big argument, a big fight on air about the, the, this sacking, and, mm. and Carl wanted it done straight away, and I was a, a patient. I wanted to, to wait a little bit longer. You know, maybe Carl was right. Carl Martino, maybe he was right. Get him out of the job. That's known here. Robbie Musto's now the first. Carl <laughs> Martino's been right for the first yeah, time. So he, so he, yeah, so he called right it, and Carl. he wanted him out. And I think you can't – it's done it. It's done the trick. It's given the mm. boost. They've got two wins back-to-back. -back, and you're right. Sevilla at home, 1-0. The way mm. they're playing, the way that that atmosphere rocks. We were there last year. We know mm. what it can be like in there. They've absolutely got a good chance of, of going through to the, uh, the quarterfinals. It would be amazing.
Let's quickly get a line over the other two games. West Bromwich Albion 0, Crystal Palace 2. Goals from Zaha and Townsend, the wide players. Clean sheet, which I know Sam Allardyce was talking about all week in his press conferences. If we get a clean sheet, that's the start. We've got a point and we can go from there. We've got goals in this team. I think the only thing they probably missed would have been a Ben Cheke goal. He, he almost needs a goal now. There's been one or two rumblings about him at the football club. But a good day for Sam. Just get the centre starting to get things rolling again now. Yeah, I mean, clean sheets is what he's all about. And they have got enough talent there, Rob, haven't they? We talk about Middlesbrough, lack of um, quality in the attacking third. They've got it. Um, Townsend's goal today. Um, other players in that team in midfield can get forward as help as well. Benteke, of course, you know, will get goals between now and the end of the season. So it, was, it took a bit of time, didn't it? But, but he's got them rolling again, and uh, I think they're going to be safe. Yeah, they'll be safe. He'll do that work on the training ground. He'll get them up that table. And I think, you know, before... We get towards the end of the season, they'll be in a safe position. Just one last team who were down there, Swansea City, with their last-minute winner to, to beat Burnley, Robin, and shows some guts about this team. They were they went 1-0 up, 2-1 down, came back to win 3-2. Two goals from Fernando Llorente, yeah. two brilliant headers today. And Paul Clement's got something going there. There's a little bit of spirit about him. And the players he brought in in the window, Rob, have made a huge difference to this group of players. They have. Uh, I think good all round. I mean, they're five points clear, Robbie Earl, of the bottom three. Five points clear where, you know, before he took over, it was like Swansea and who else to go bottom down. Bottom three, so wasn't it? Yeah, st- yeah uh, just a stunning job. Um, Martin Olsen, Tom Carroll coming coming in. Uh, Narsing came in today, didn't he? Narsing. Yeah, good, I mean, good signings. And, and maybe Bob Bradley could have done better with good signings as well. But mm. um, too late. I mean, you know, Paul uh, done an excellent job now there, Clement. And I think they're going to be okay as well. It's, it's just looking, when you look at the bottom three now, Robbie Earl, with mm. Middlesbrough, Holland, Swan, and uh, Sunderland, there's a bit of a gap as well. It, it looks, it could be difficult for those three to escape. Yeah, it's looking like that at the moment. The teams at the bottom are just going to want to keep it alive, Rob, now. But what I think we've seen with people like Paul Clement is is good coaching, good recruitment can get you out out of trouble in, in, in this in this time. Yeah, it absolutely can. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's the, that's the temptation for other teams struggling. Mm. And that's what Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough yeah. even though it but, took them, you know, two, two managers, Swansea City, to get that boost, Middlesbrough might be looking the same way. We'll see. Okay, mate, that just leaves us time to reward the tweet of the day, and that goes to Joshua Tracy, who tweeted, if Zlatan has an off day, United had an off day, and the reason why they've drawn so many games, please make sure you direct messages your address, Joshua, and we'll get a two-Robbie score from the post to you in the next couple of days. So on a day when Arsene Wenger drops Alexis and drops three big points, remember for more debate, discussion and disagreement, make sure you subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the shows. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover the show. And as ever, you can listen to the Two Robbies football show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. And finally, thanks to our crew in Culver City. We couldn't do this without you. Yeah, thanks everybody for tuning into the show and getting involved through social media. There's more Premier League games next weekend, so we'll be back 5 p.m. Eastern Time next Saturday here on NBC Sports Radio. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. 
the one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.